Hey witch, I'm Luna Saranova, and you're listening to Good Witch, Bad Bitch. Hello friends, welcome to another episode. I'm Luna, this is Good Witch, Bad Bitch. Let's get cozy. Really quick, let's just take a breath together. I know I am not very consistent about remembering to call us in to a breathwork practice at the beginning of these episodes. So here's to remembering. So let's just take a deep breath in, fill ourselves with the light on the inhale, feel it going into our entire aura, and then breathe out whatever color that bullshit looks like to you. (laughs) I always view it as like a dark gray or like a gray. Breathe in all that shit out. I also like to like uh, take my hands and kind of like pull it out of my mouth, if that makes sense. (laughs) I don't pull anything out. It's like you're pulling the air out away from your mouth, if that makes sense. I'm doing it right now. You guys can't see it, but like to use my hands and like it helps me get the negativity out. Oh, how are you guys doing today? I'm feeling a little sleepy, but very excited to talk to you guys. Um, before we get started, I wanted to give a little shout out to my book club. If you guys are wanting to join a witchy book club, I highly recommend my own. It's really good. And we are actually, we, ch- we vote, my Patreon votes on a book each Zodiac season, and we voted on Curative Magic for Virgo season. So if you would like to join us in reading the book Curative Magic, it's all about creating your own apothecary items and meditations, affirmations, um, spells, rituals to help you with specific ailments. The book right now is pretty focused on like mental health stuff. We just read the chapters about stress, depression, and anxiety. Um, So by the time you guys hear this, we'll probably be halfway through the second week, but it's honestly not a very hard book. So if you're like, oh my God, I have to join, make sure to join and get your book. Otherwise, we'll be starting the Libra Season Book Club, obviously, when Libra Season begins later this month. So definitely check out. That is for my Empress and my Star tier. That's the $10 and $20 tier on my Patreon. Um, Honestly, it's so much fun and I love it. So Okay, let's talk about what we're talking about today. (laughs) Um, This might be controversial, and that's totally okay. I think it's very good and important to have controversial discussions. Um, The backstory of how I got to this topic was I was at Barnes & Noble having a good time, as always, and I I saw this book, and it looked pretty cool. I honestly don't remember what it's called, but I'm not going to out it because it was... I would not recommend it, (laughs) Um, but okay, so it looked very, um, you know, kitschy, like very pop witchcraft, like hex hex are exes, boys, and like, uh, (laughs) you know, like witchy sisters, like things like, like very, you know, pop witchcraft, which I'm going to be completely honest with you guys, I eat that shit up. I fucking love it, and it's so hard for me because... I like really desire very intellectually stimming books and things that are new and advanced topics, 
but I love the cute shit. So of course I see this book. It's very obviously like a pop witchcraft book. Like it's, it's not what I want, but it speaks to me. The cover does. So I open it up. I'm looking through it. It's really cute. It's honestly, it's, it's really, really pretty. And then I get to this page. Oh my God, you guys. And it said literally verbatim, the one thing all witches agree upon is the rule of three. And I, in the metaphysical aisle of Barnes and Noble, laughed out fucking loud, dude. I laughed out loud because what do you even mean? How could you say something that proves you know nothing about the witchcraft community? It's like you could have said many other things. Because the law of three, the rule of three, the threefold law, whatever you call it, is probably one of the most controversial takes in the witchcraft community. Now, I could totally be wrong. Like, I could be just my circle of witches could just be a lot more, you know, may maybe a little bit more diverse. Like, maybe the majority, maybe almost all of witches do agree on it. In my experience, that is not the case. So if you're like, mm, Luna, no, that's all, all witches agree on that. Well, okay, maybe I'm wrong. But honestly, you guys, I think that is probably the most, the most controversial take in witchcraft. It's the most, not controversial, it's the most disagreed on thing. There's constantly debate on it. And oftentimes, people take very uh not extreme but very uh passionate sides and they're very loud about their sides right so when i saw that you guys i was just like what do you even mean and i wanted to talk about it because only a week or so before that i was reading this book and they're very heavy I'll, t I'll out this book this book was called your intuition led you here i've already talked about how i didn't like it it was in a goddess provisions box and I wanted to love it and I just couldn't. It said a lot of weird like anti-witch stuff. It was um it was very weird. It was definitely like a very love and light new age take on witchcraft in a not good way. Like it was it was a little bit holier than thou. It was a little bit uh completely just like taking from every different culture and not giving any credit and also like being blatantly anti-witchcraft <laughs> which is really weird but um i had sent something to my patreon discord about it they had said something like we wouldn't want to hang out with with like the dark and mysterious witches who hang around the forces you shouldn't mess with or something like that and it was just like whoa that's so weird that you're writing a book on witchcraft but you're, you don't like witches. Like, that's crazy. Um, but in their book, they gave a very interesting, interesting thought that I was like, okay, let's ponder this, guys. Let's talk about this together. Um, and then I'm going to go into the, I'm going to give, <laughs> I gave that last example. I'm going to give this example. Then we're going to go into what is the rule of three for anybody who doesn't know. And we're going to talk about it a little bit more. So in this book, um, and I guess just to preface, if you guys don't know what the rule of three is, um, basically in, in short, it's anything you put out 
in the magical world will come back to you threefold. Some people think that is literal, like you put out, you know, a dollar, you get three dollars back. Some people believe it's like a metaphor, you know, whatever you come, whatever you put out will come back to you even more amplified. Um, and a lot of people in the witchcraft community don't agree with that. It's actually, it stems from Wicca, which um, is a religion that is not the same as witchcraft. Wiccans perform witchcraft, but people who perform witchcraft are not always Wiccan. Um, I'll, there's a lot of discourse. I'm not going to get into it just yet, but there's a lot of discourse between people who are like, yes, you um, specifically with the rule of three, it's often aimed at, you know, hexes and stuff like that. I mean, it is believed to be, um, it works for any magical working, you know, but it's believed that obviously, theoretically with this take, if you do a hex on somebody, it will come back to you three times. So the moral of that story is don't do hexes, don't send negative energy, etc., etc. The problem there lies with what is negative energy? Where is the line drawn? And there's so many different nuances, um, which we're going to get into. I'm trying not to get ahead of myself. And I think this next example is a really good ex uh, example of where is that line? What is negative energy? Um, and it really brings us into this philosophical question. And I love this topic because although it's controversial, although people might be like, Luna, you're a bad witch if you do hexes or you're a bad witch if you believe in the rule of three, whatever. There's a lot of people who are, you know, very stern on their sides. It's a great topic to debate and to talk, not even to debate, but to talk about because I want to give you guys, you listeners, I want to give you guys knowledge and thoughts and a view into all different outlooks so that you can make your choice for what feels right for you. I don't believe there's a one size fits all. I don't believe that anybody's wrong or right. I think that we all have our own paths and we all will work better with certain things. You know, maybe in one life you're not supposed to do hexes and in one life you are. I don't fucking know, but I think you should choose for yourself. I don't think you should choose because somebody on the internet said you're a bad witch if you hex your abuser, right? You're a bad witch if you do that and you're going to get it tenfold, so you shouldn't do it. Um, and likewise, I don't think people should shame you if you do believe in it and you're just doing it for yourself and not shaming others, you know? there. When I started my witchcraft journey, there was not witch talk. <laughs> I had books and, you know, when I first started, I was really into Wicca, so I started with the rule of three and then I was, I realized other people didn't believe that and then I was like, well, shit, I've got these two conflicting sources and each of them are telling me that they're right. How do I decide? So I want you guys to have the information to make your own choice confidently and to not feel like you have to do what everybody else is doing. Do you know what I'm saying? So with that said, let's talk about the nuances of what is negative energy with this example from the book, Your Intuition Led You Here. So like I said, didn't love the book. This part made me laugh out loud. So the whole book, they are like, you know, make sure not to ever send negative energy. Don't do any negative workings because it will come back to you threefold. It's the threefold law. Um, they really hype on that. And then in this one section, 
they were talking about how good their home protection spell is. And they were talking about um, a man who worked for them for their business. And he was not very witchy, but he, living in California, his house was facing the threat of wildfires. And there was a wildfire coming to his house. He could see it out his window. He could feel the heat. He was getting really, really anxious. So he called them and he was like, is there anything I can do right now super quick? And they were like, got you, King. Yes. They gave him the spell, um, the ritual. He did it. And then right before his eyes, the wildfire turned, which can happen with the winds in California, um, turned and demolished every other single house except for his. And they were like, yay. <laughs> Great. Love that for him. My question to that for somebody, for these authors who preach so heavily, don't do any magic that'll hurt somebody else, where is that line drawn? Because as this shows, you can do a protection spell for yourself, for your house, and it might fuck up 10 other people, right? Maybe if they didn't intervene, it would just fuck up his house. But he said, no, thank you. I want my house to be protected. Not blaming him. Like, I would do the same. But because he intervened and the wildfires went a different direction, it took every other house around him. Now, you could argue that it was going to take every house, but it didn't take his. That's completely fine, an argument. We can't prove anything. But my question is, what entails bad energy? Do you know what I'm saying? Because... You can say, um, here's a, here's a common example of people who, when, when, when others are like, you're a bad witch, if you follow the, if you, if you hex, or if you don't follow the rule of three, if you send out negative energy, meanwhile, those people will then do a spell to get a job. And what we have to realize is when we do a spell to get a job and we get that job, there are countless other folks who maybe needed that job more than you did, but you got the job. So is that not inherently hurting them? Um, did that man's spell not inherently hurt the other homeowners? And so that's when we get into this really, oh, and I love it. I'm an Aquarius Venus. You guys, I love talking about, you know, philosophies and things that, you know, we have to talk about it. We have to figure it out. Let's, so let's get into it. Let's jump into it. The waters get so muddy and that is why this is not something you can simply say, this is the best way or this is the right way. You have to choose it for yourself and you have to understand that nobody, the terms white and black, which guys, I have a, I think it's like a reel on my Instagram about these terms and why they're kind of low-key fucked up. Um, but there's often people who are like, I only do white magic. I'm only a white witch. I'm a light witch. I work with love and light. And I love that. And I love that people take on, you know, the energy of like, all I do is with love. And I, I really love that. We need that. However, when we're taking on that kind of identity, we should not be shaming others who we think are, you know, doing worse. Like they're not all love and light because truthfully, when we're working with energy, there is no white or black, okay? You can do a spell in pure love with only the highest intentions, and it could absolutely fuck somebody up. It can absolutely take something away from others. Like, you know, 
the often example, like I said, is the career. You know, you do the spell to get this job and 10 other people didn't get it. So that probably fucked them up a little bit. Um, you know, and we have to understand that it's not black and white. It's really not. It's so nuanced. It's so murky. When we do a protection spell for ourselves, we might harm others in in the process. And you have to ask yourself, what are you okay with? I was reading a book called The Witch's Shield um, by Christopher Penzak. I overall liked the book really well. However, he is very heavy on the law of three, as I mentioned, and he mentions it like every couple pages, which I thought was funny. Um, but he was talking about protection shields, protection magic, and how he envisions Oh, you know, I don't want to I don't want to misquote him because I don't have the book right here. But I believe that he went as far to say in his practice, you know, we think of the bubble of protection that we do when we cast circles or if we're doing a quick bubble of protection magic. He said, I believe it was either mirrors or spikes that he doesn't add onto the protective bubble. Please don't quote me. I don't want to, you know, say it wrong. But let's go with the mirrors. I think that's maybe what it was. Uh, also the spikes. But he said that on his protective bubble, he does not imagine a mirrored surface. I've also heard this take elsewhere um, with people who don't do uh, bounce back spells because a bounce back spell is kind of in that gray area. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, he doesn't do mirrors because if someone is sending you bad energy, I'm remembering it. Yes, this is correct. If somebody sends you bad energy and it reflects back to them, you are while you know you're not doing any dark magic working you're not doing shadow magic you're doing light magic you put up a mirror to protect yourself anything that comes to you will bounce back to them however you have inherently caused them harm because what they sent you went back to them so he argues in his book so in the book christopher penzak says basically to when instead of having a mirror up so anything sent to you would be reflected back, have something up, and I don't remember what he said, but something that would neutralize it. So basically sending it into the ground, neutralizing it so that no one gets hurt. And I actually think that's a really well thought out plan for somebody who is against, um, you know, like sending back stuff. I, I really respect that. Like he's like sticking with, you know, his guns. He's saying, Law of three, don't harm anybody. And then he's like figuring out how to not harm anybody in it. So I think that that is probably a really good book for people who are um, definitely feeling connected to the rule of three. And I really appreciated that take, though I personally disagree. That is fine. Um, but yeah, I thought that that's really good because I think a lot of times when some sometimes people will say you know don't send negative energy but then they do something that inherently causes a potential for harm for somebody else and it is really hard for us to know what we are causing um when we think about the word karma that's a very interesting word to dive into in the western culture we use it a lot and we use it very differently than how it was originally used um, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I believe it originated from Hindu cultures, um, Buddhism, and um, things like that, I believe. I'm sorry if I'm incorrect, but 
Uh, it's not a Western word. And what it originally meant for those Eastern philosophies was simply cause and effect. It just meant that things happen and other things happen because of it. There was no right or wrong attached to it. There was nothing like that. It was literally just that in terms of past lives, it was like the things you do in this life, things will happen about it in your next life. That was really it. There was no good or bad attached to it. It just was. And that's kind of how I view energy because I don't believe that there is black or white magic. Energy is just energy. And um, there's a lot of things that have to do with it. And it's not, you know, like this is black magic or this is white magic. It's like this is energy. This is intention. You can use it as you will. And that's that. Um, though karma in the Western culture has gotten a different meaning. So here over in the Western culture, we view karma as sort of whatever you do, you will face repercussions, which is a little bit different than simply cause and effect. It's kind of like you do something good, something good will happen to you. You do something bad, something bad will happen to you, which an original karmic views. It was just, you do something, something happens. We were not attaching good, good, bad, bad. It was like, you maybe do something good and maybe something bad happens, you know? Um, and a lot of this uh, Western view comes from some Abrahamic religions like Christianity, who were like, if you're a good person, good things will happen to you, and then you'll go to heaven. If you're a bad person, you'll go to hell. So because of this correlation, and this is actually something we see in capitalism, in a way that the upper class got people to work their entire lives, a big part of, you know, we look back and we see these people who were working for horrible wages, not so different than today, right? And we wonder how how did they how did they do that? How did they maintain any care for life when they were literally being exploited so poorly? And the reason is because when we find ourselves in highly theocratic states where there's sort of a ruling religion, um and the religion preaches things like, if you're a good person, you'll go to heaven. And then it elaborates that a good person's a hard worker and does what he's told. Then we make way for a lot of exploitation. And that's when we see a lot of um, people, uh, especially in America, in old America, in new America, honestly, people saying, uh, you know, and you look back way, oh, I don't know what it was, feudalism, I think is what it's called, where there were like serfs and stuff. Um, and that's when the, the rulers were like, oh, I was appointed by God. And actually, when you're working for me for no wage, you're serving God, so you'll go to heaven. So this may seem different than what I'm talking about with the rule of three, but it's not so different when we talk about what, what karma means and how did it change its meaning. And so when we look at it, we see... Um, you know, these people who had exuberant amount, uh, amounts of wealth and they were like, well, you're suffering right now, but you're going to go to heaven for it. Like you're going to have it paid back to you. And people just blatantly using religion to exploit people, um, vulnerable people. And 
that is kind of where karma started to take its Western form of I do good, good comes back to me, which we know is not really how the world works. It's not really how it works, guys. Um, and maybe you believe it is, and that's totally good for you, and that's perfect. But um, I think that the world is got a lot more going on than, than, than being so simple as that. Um, I think it's really good to make lessons out of hardships. I'm not trying to be like nihilistic or anything by saying like, you can be good and nothing good will happen. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, because I think even in the darkest moments for me, I learned something from it. And I think that's a part of life. However, I don't think uh, we should shame people for not following the law of three. So I've already kind of explained the law of three. Um, yes, it's basically just whatever you put out will come back to you threefold. It's kind of what people use to advise against hexes, curses, jinx, things like that. Um, but what I struggled with when I first began, um, especially in Wicca, and that was kind of like the rule, um, was like, well, what do you mean? I was, I mean, I was just like, yeah, what? Um, because for me, I was like, I don't understand how if somebody is like a really bad person, which of course is a personal opinion for the most part, um, why if you, maybe you're a great person and you hex them, why it would come back to you. I couldn't wrap my head around the concept. I was struggling with it and I am a person who I I don't like I don't like rules in a religion unless I can a hundred percent back it. So that's when I started to be like, okay, I might step away from Wicca and just kind of go along my own little pagan witch phase or whatever, which is kind of like where I've been, though I love a lot of Wicca. I had a hard time and I sort of came to this personal conclusion for me and I think this is an interesting thought um, that I don't hear a lot of people talking about but basically I was thinking and I was like well if somebody is a violent person let's say somebody is like a person who assaults women right and maybe they hurt me maybe they hurt a friend and I decide to hex them or jinx them or whatever, I personally came to the conclusion that it would not come back to me unless I then repeated that person's behavior. Unless I then became a violent person who assaulted people. Um, and, in the, and maybe that's my like way of seeing the world where it's like, that would be the perfect way, you know, if, if, it, if we sent that negative energy out and it would only come back to bite us if we then became, you know, hypocrites about it. And then we did that stuff. And I'm not so certain that that's how the energy of the world works. I think it's a, I think it's a sweet thought. And it's something that, I mean, I more so nowadays believe in kind of the Eastern philosophy of karma and that you will do stuff and stuff will then happen. For example, I had a friend once and they were like, hey, this person is a really bad person. They've really hurt my friend. I want to hex them. What do I do? And I was like, baby, hold up. <laughs> hold on a second. <laughs> they were still pretty new to this. And I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> I 
talked them down a bit for many reasons. I didn't talk them out of it. I was like, this is totally your choice. I'm not here to tell you to do it or not to do it. I don't, I'm not here to make decisions for you, but here are some thoughts. And of course I raised the thought of, you've got to make sure that you're in a pretty centered and controlled state of rage to do a working like this. Um, it's okay to have rage and anger, but you don't want to be uh, uncontrollable with it and maybe do a working that kind of explodes in your face. Um, so you want to control that and really, really center yourself if you're going to do this, but to really think about what could happen. And I think when we're very angry at someone, we're like, yeah, fuck them up. I hate them. But we got to think about, you know, let's say, let's say you do, let's say you do hex somebody and maybe their house burns down crazy, right? It gets crazy. But what if they weren't home, but somebody else was, or what if their dog was home, but they weren't home? Are you comfortable with that outcome? Will you feel so guilty because maybe that's all the threefold law is maybe it's that we don't fully think about the consequences and the threefold is then the guilt and the shame and the oh my god i fucked it up oh my god i shouldn't have done that and then maybe we start to kind of magnetize bad shit because we feel really guilty i think that's something to think about i think if you're going to do something like this I don't think that there's anything inherently wrong with, you know, shadow works, shadow magic. I think that actually um, there is a place for it, but I do think you need to be aware of what could happen and be okay with the consequences. I think that's, it's a, it's a process. It's something you really have to think about. It's not just this person said a mean comment on Instagram, so I'm going to fuck up their life. Um, and it's also not something you just do. It's something very, very, it's a very practice skill. It's something you have to really be confident in. It's not just something you just throw out there. Um, lots to think about, right? So much to think about. <laughs> and yeah, I just, I just wanted to talk about all these different thoughts with it and really get us thinking about all the deep crevices that we don't generally look at when looking at the law of three. It's generally pretty base level, like, you know, threefold law or not, you know, and then attacking each other about it. But let's talk about the intersection. Let's talk about the muddy areas and what could happen. And are we okay with that? And coming to terms of when it's right, because I don't think it's so much of if it is right or not all the time. I think that each individual person will have moments where they think, it's justified or it's not justified. And I think that's a personal decision. I think that you just really need to dive into it. Um, you know, when in the early years, not maybe, not maybe not the earliest years, but centuries ago when witchcraft was still a thing, um, you know, a lot of it was um, domination magic, shadow magic, used by marginalized folks to kind of just even the scales. Um, a lot of women had to use marge, uh, what am I saying? Dom domination magic to just get their husbands to not beat them and be horrible. And I don't, I don't think there's any use in demonizing a whole 
like sector of of magical workings you know um i think it's so much more nuanced than that i think there's so many reasons a person could want to do a sort of hex or something and i think that it's it's so varied too because a lot of times when we think of the negative workings we shouldn't do people think of hexes curses and jinx but they don't think about career spells or uh bounce back spells which is is probably the most uh well-known like gray area the bounce back spell because you are basically using mirror magic to mirror back anything any negativity people have sent to you back to them so it does inherently cause harm but it's not a traditional harm spell like it's not you know you are wanting to hurt that person and you're doing it out of nowhere it's like anything you're sending them they have already sent to you so that's fine for a lot of people a lot of people don't even view that as like a negative working but i think that it's important to think about it figure out where you stand i think that's that's about all i have to say i enjoyed chatting with you guys about this complex subject i hope you enjoyed and let me know um on my instagram i'll have a little post where we can talk about our thoughts i'd love to hear your guys's thoughts where you stand if you have any other uh thought-provoking questions about it anything that changes the philosophy or a new philosophy about it i really would love to hear it i love diving into these um nuanced topics and talking about things so i hope you enjoyed i love you all so much and i'll see you next time bye If you enjoyed this episode, I'd encourage you to stick around. I've got tons more content for you here on the podcast and over on YouTube under my name, Luna Saranova. Make sure to follow me at Luna Saranova on Instagram for everyday witchy content. And if you'd like to share your support in a super easy and free way, go ahead and rate this podcast to let others know what you thought. My books are open for tarot and astrology readings. I've just released two new specialty readings, the Good Witch Reading and the Bad Bitch Reading, each to help you connect to your higher Good Witch, Bad Bitch self. Go ahead and check out my website for more details on that. And if you're ready to up your Good Witch, Bad Bitch game with a group of fun, supportive, and loving witchy friends, you should join my Moon Fam on Patreon, and you'll get access to our group chat on Discord, our book club, and other behind the scenes and exclusive content that you'll only get on Patreon. All right, love, I'll see you next time. Until then, go forth in your life with the power and love of the Good Witch, Bad Bitch.